Fit After 30 Show, episode number 15, cheat days, refeeds, and diet breaks. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Fit After 30 show, the podcast for those who refuse to accept that they're past it or that their best days are behind them and are ready to demand more from themselves despite some potential new challenges. Aches might be there, your time might be a little limited and your responsibilities are likely through the roof. But ultimately, if you're listening in, I know you're not up for just settling. Welcome in once again as we explore how to excel and balance physique, family and fat loss in this new chapter of your life. I'm your host Sharif Lawton and this is the Fit After 30 show. Boom, we are in. Monday the 21st, 6am. 6am? 6am? <laughs> Sound a little bit Australian, they have never been. You've lived in Australia though, haven't you Vic? Yeah, I have lived in Australia. I used to sound Australian. <laughs> and uh, as you can see, I'm joined with our head of client success in both 23 Lean and Flight Deck, Miss Victoria. I'm pretty sure this is your first time on the podcast. How are you feeling? Very nervous. No, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Excited to be here. Incredible. So, so good. And, uh, you know, I think let's get straight into it without any sort of further ado, because this is something which you and me have been talking about for quite a while and something which you, I think, are really seeing a lot of people still sort of trip up on and that's this whole concept of cheat meals or you know like yeah cheat days even right so uh, I, I guess before we even get into potentially the problem shall we sort of like expand and explore just for the listeners what what a cheat day or what a cheat meal kind of is in most people's sort of eyes and uh, yeah any sort of experiences you've had in the past with them yeah of course um, so basically a cheat meal is a meal off plan, right? So you're eating an excessive amount of calories that are not included within your plan. Quite often people eat super kind of strict and restrictive and clean, shall we say, during the week. And then they'll have maybe one meal or even a day a cheap, where they call it a cheap meal or a cheap day where they consume a lot of calories. And this is kind of big in like bodybuilding. People kind of do this. And I feel a lot of kind of gen pop shall we say follow with that because they think oh they've got a body like that this is how we do it so yeah and I think that's where a lot of people are slipping up because obviously they're taking themselves out of a calorie deficit in their fat loss phase on that one cheat meal or that one cheat day and not actually seeing results yeah so what you're kind of saying is the mentality of like right on plan off plan when I go off plan, I'm really going to go off plan and have all the things I've been craving and thinking about all week long, going to make myself feel slightly ill. And as you're saying, from a caloric point of view, if we now look at averages, you know, they've essentially whacked up that weekly average somewhat so that, you know, they're now not even in a, in a weekly deficit. Is that what you're sort of saying? Yeah, of course. And I was a victim of that. You know, I was with my partner was a PT one time and he, me and him used to do it every single week, eat super clean. Then every Saturday night, I'd have literally large dominoes. I think you'd be surprised how much I'd be consuming one sitting. <laughs> you know, whole tub of Ben and Jerry's. If I didn't finish that pizza that night, 
I can have it the next day. So I still consumed, what was that? 3,000 plus, cal- well, no, more like 5,000 calories mm. um, with that Ben and Jerry's, which would take me out of that calorie deficit. And now I'm looking back, I'm thinking, why don't I just eat an oven baked pizza and a tub of low calorie ice cream and have an easier week the rest of the week. But, you know, you don't know these things. Like It's just what I was told. 100%. I think hindsight is like, a you know, an interesting thing. And obviously, you know better now, so you do better. But if we just sort of rewind back of like the, the culture, like you quite rightly said, of like some people just assume that like, you know, cheat meals and cheat days are like synonymous with dieting. And it's always for me a massive red flag if I'm like, you know, one of the first kind of pieces of uh, conversational question I get from like a new inquiry is like, when do I get a cheat day or a cheat meal? I'm like, oh, dear, like there's the, there's a lot to, to work on here sort of thing. Right. So it's funny, like you say, just people like assume inherently that if I'm dieting, I get to have a day where I eat whatever the hell I want. And it's probably like you alluded to says more about their dieting Monday through to Friday than it does the actual meal. Right. Yeah, of course. I mean, if you're enjoying your meals throughout the week, you're not going to be feeling like, oh, my God, when am I going to get that cheat meal? I need it. it that feeling just goes right. Yeah. And like, I do think a refeed is great. So yeah. say you're new and I think a, a month completely in that calorie deficit so that you can see results so that then that motivation comes is great. And then have a little refilled refilled refeed or a larger meal or a meal out with some wine just get that little bit of progress first to get that motivation there because otherwise if you're doing it every week you're going to feel bloated and heavy at the weekend maybe monday your weight spikes up and you're like oh and you're never going to get that motivation because of that one cheat meal or cheat day or whatever in the week does that make sense 100 you just kind of you know there's something to be said about like fat loss momentum i feel like so many people like you quite rightly say like they have that cheat meal they go out they just spank it on the weekend and it's just like if you just kind of nailed it for the next like two or three days you would have seen that whoosh on the scale you would have seen your physique tighten up you would have seen the clothes feel better you would have received the compliments but now like you say it's like you know one step forward two steps back and people just get into this cycle of like getting nowhere fast right um and i think that's interesting we can definitely touch on like strategic refeeds in a minute because i think there's both a psychological and a potential physiological benefit to that but if we just sort of stick with the with the cheat meal kind of analogy when it comes to your own experience because you said I used to do it with my boyfriend every every weekend we used to spank a you know a, a Domino's and, a, and Ben and Jerry's or what have you right were you told that like it was okay or were you even told that actually no like this thing we're doing right now has a, a benefit to your fat loss even because I certainly was uh, I don't know your experience there yeah same 100% it was like you'd eat really strict and clean and then you'd do this and it was like it would just kick fire the fat loss like the next day you'll be burning you'll be kept burning even more calories that's what I was told yeah um after that heavy meal yeah it like boosts the metabolism or something right and I think uh yeah you know science has pretty much debunked this entirely and especially when we look at the the type the types of foods which are then consumed on a cheap day you know, a refeed is different typically because we, if you're going to do it properly, you probably are going to have, you know, more carbohydrates is still, you know, calorie controlled for the most part, dietary fat is kept low. If we look at the meal in which you had, in which most people have like chocolate, pizza, wine, takeaway, crisp, like that's high in fat as well. So like, there's no, there's no metabolic positive effect through one day of overeating. And like you said, all that's going to happen is essentially, you know, you diet really hard, you have that binge and, you know, at best, you're in a tiny deficit, so you're not really seeing that many results. But at worst, you're just at maintenance and like you're getting nowhere fast, right? Yeah, exactly that. 
And is is this something, Vic, which people have been coming to you with recently in terms of like, because, you know, I know you've been saying to me, like, you know, people are still asking about cheat days and cheat meals. And I see them really tripping up over the weekends. Is this like still a thing? Because this is quite an old school mentality, old school way of thinking, right? Oh, 100%. It's still a thing. The amount of times I get asked, what's your opinion on cheat meals? I'm having this cheat meal. Um, It happens all the time. I'm really strict during the week. I just have one meal out because, you know, that's good. And I'm like, "Mm, if you're not seeing results, that's going to be what's slipping you up. If you know you're super good, you're keeping in a calorie deficit the other other days and you're not getting results, but yet you're having a cheat meal, cheat day, that's clearly where you're, you're kind of slipping up. You're consuming too many calories and you're actually, you know, um burning up burning yeah 100 percent. and i think like if so you know for the listeners if you're like potentially thinking well i have a cheat day once a week i get to eat whatever i want and i still see fat loss progress to me that's again another red flag because that says to me that your your days when you're dieting must be so low and so restrictive you know that that massive kind of cheat day doesn't even touch the side so i'm thinking how's your performance on those days how's your recovery how's your cognition how's your energy it's going to be in the gutter right yeah, exactly that. And I've, that's what I've had. I've had people say, but it's within my macros. It's within my macros. And I'm there thinking, whoo, you're going to have to have a really horrible week. You're going to be feeling like trash. You're going to have no energy, right? Our workouts are there to get us stronger. You're not going to be able to get stronger if you feel like toast Monday to Friday. So yeah. in effect, it's not doing you any good, even if it fits your macros. Could not agree more. Could not agree more. And I think this is where most people forget that they're not just trying to, you know, play nutritional Tetris, right? They actually want to fuel their workouts. They want to fuel the function for their work and for their family life or or what have you, right? So uh, I think that's key. And we can definitely now move on to different terminology in terms of like free meal, cheat meal, refeed, diet break, because I think they're all very different. And this is now not to say that like we don't say to our clients, for instance, like you can go out and enjoy a free meal, but that's only if it's somewhat sensible, it's somewhat controlled. And like you say, they're seeing progress. If they're not seeing progress and they're still talking about their cheat day or free meal or what have you, it's like, well, that's the thing that needs to go, right? Yeah, exactly. And this is the difference though with clients. We're talking about keep it, keeping it controlled. We're planning, you know, with a lot of clients, we're planning what they want to eat out before they go so that we still know that it's going to help them and, you know, they're not going to be um, gaining weight or anything like that, but it's because it's still controlled. It's not got going, oh, it's a cheap, cheap meal. Let's have a bottle of wine. Let's have a burger chips. Oh, now let's have a pizza because it's my cheap meal. Do you know what I mean? Like, 100%. crazy. 100%. I think if you've got those boundaries in place in terms of like, right, you've had X amount of calories. I want you to go out with your friends, with your partner, what have you, share a dessert, have a main, share, share a, uh, you know, a starter potentially, maybe a bottle of wine, come home, job done. Don't come home and then be like, well, it's my cheat day. So I'm going to smash a bunch of, you know, cookies and stuff and start again tomorrow because it's like, that's the problem, right? Not the free meal, which we wanted you to enjoy socially. Do you know what I mean? Not only that, the next day you're going to not feel like you're going to feel like you don't really want to move. So again, you're not going to, you're going to be expending less. Yep. Um, you're going to feel bloated, blah, 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 blah. Well, don't you find that sometimes it can go the other way, right? Because then the guilt sets in and they're like, right, double cardio, no carbs. I'm going to go lower in calories to offset that. And then essentially we've just got this nice little binge purge scenario going on, which is, you know, the very thing which we're trying to avoid in the first place, right? Yeah, 100%. And I knew I've been there. I used to literally track everything, even when I was overeating, work it all out, work out how much, how much time I need to spend on the treadmill to burn it off. Oh my God, mentally, that messed me up. And that's a really, really bad place for anyone to be. So 
100% that's you know I think there's actually a term for that I think it's called exercise induced bulimia and uh, yeah, you know is. after one of my bodybuilding shows I did the same thing I would have a 350 calorie brownie be like it's cool go and burn it off on the stairmaster and it's like wow you know at, at some point I was like this is not good this is not healthy and for like listeners you know listening back that is the consequences of a restrictive diet b low body fat percentage and c just being like so focused on aesthetics which is why we like to you know include performance goals with our clients and what have you um, so I think this is this is absolutely solid. Uh, and then, okay, cool. You, you kind of alluded to, you know, refeeds or diet breaks. How are they different? When would you potentially look at implementing them? And when would someone in your eyes use that versus, you know, the cheat day strategy, which we're just saying not to do, basically? Yeah, so for me, for, or even when I've got a client, if I start, if they're telling me they're really, really exhausted, they're really tired, then I know, right, it's time for a refeed. And quite often, well, it's it takes a while to get to that point anyway. They're absolutely fine. But yeah, I'd probably just say like, you're going to have an extra bloody bar of carbs, right? Just to kind of give them that energy boost that they need. Yeah, that's that's A, that's very different, like you say, from the cheat meal. And B, yeah. like you also say, that's not in spite of progress. So oftentimes they've, they've dropped their first 10, 15 pounds. They're feeling amazing. It's not a case of like week one, no progress. Oh, I need a refeed. It's like, no, you've been refeeding your whole life. You've been having cheap meals your whole life. That's why we're here, right? So uh, yeah, no, I like that. And for me personally, I know we kind of spoke about this before, but actually rather than having like a single refeed of like 24 hours, you know, having sort of diet breaks where they're at least removed from that deficit for a week, that has been far more fruitful in terms of, you know, potentially resetting some, metabolic adaptations and basically just getting them revved up for the diet again if they're feeling a little bit shit if they don't really want to diet if they're like i'm just kind of over it then you give them that weak refeed again controlling all the rest of it number one they realize they've maintained their weight number two their energy's back and i always find that then they're like right next next kind of deficit and diet let's go Do you, would you say the same 100 percent. they get excited to see that progress again yeah, you know, yeah, they yeah. get to a point where they're no longer like grouchy, tired, you know, they're no longer feeling hungry, boom, give them more food for a bit. And then they get near the end of it. They're like, I just want to get back to it now. Yes, exactly. There are so many benefits, whether they're psychological or physiological, we'll leave that to the scientists and there's still like debate about it. But yeah, anecdotally, I've seen it far better, work better in terms of like multiple days of having that quote unquote refeed, bringing calories up to maintenance. And also what I say as well, is like at some point you're going to have to stop losing body fat, right? Like we're going to be done with fat loss. So what you're kind of doing as well is in training their brain to be like, oh, okay, my calories have gone from like 1400 to 2000, let's just say, and I haven't turned into Jabba the Hutt. This is incredible. Whereas like initially there's that, there's that fear, isn't there? Like, oh my God, I'm going to, I'm going to start gaining loads of weight. You know, how did it feel when you first took your calories from rock bottom to, to maintenance? How did that, what was the psyche there? Again, so this was many years ago. I was so, so scared. In fact, for many, many years in my head, I was never sitting at maintenance. I was always like everyone else. I was always dieting, but yeah. it wasn't because I was always dieting. It's because I was still overeating at the weekend, for example. But in my head, I was always dieting. Yeah. Um, but then I managed to push past that and then realized, actually, I can just, well, I can just maintain my weight now easily without tracking or anything like that. But it took, it took a while to get that. I would always freak about gaining weight. But this is why, they, like we said, these refeeds are great because it's preparing people for that. Yeah. Doing it now, just giving them like a little, look, test this out. Yeah, they realize it's all good. I'm not gaining weight. And then later on, once they've hit that goal weight, once they feel great, they're nice and lean where they want to be, then it's like, cool, let's bring you into maintenance. And it's not as scary because they've done it a little bit before. Honestly, I think that's probably the, 
the unsung hero of, of refeeds is allowing them to realize that, hey, you don't gain weight when you pull calories up, you know, they've gained weight because they've been in a chronic calorie surplus over time. And again, that's quite triggering to hear. And a lot of people will fight me and be like, no, it's not. But, you know, oftentimes it is. And that doesn't mean they've been greedy or gluttonous. It just means that they've not had that awareness around calories. And over time, a pound here, a pound there has kind of stayed on. You know, I was having a conversation with a gentleman the other day and he, he said the same thing. He's like, I've been slowly gaining weight since uni. You know, it wasn't a case of, you know, now he's in his 40s and it wasn't a case of like one holiday, but he's like, wow, I'm like 30 kilos up since uni. It kind of creeps on, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That. that is solid. And I think just to sort of like end this conversation, because I feel like we could go on forever. But, you know, you talked about, let's say you've got someone who doesn't have like wildly, aggressive body composition goals they just want to look a little bit better they really value that meal out with their family their friends their partner what have you and they're like look you know i'm up for getting in shape that's one of my highest values i'm not gonna you know um sacrifice that i still want to you know get in shape what are, what are the boundaries what are the things that you would potentially look to put in place pre during and post that meal so that it could make progress have that nice meal or drinks and not you know screw everything up come monday how would that look just to give listeners a bit of a practical takeaway? So for me, I'd make sure, say that, say they're going out with friends or family, don't go into that meal super, super hungry. Yes. Have something just before protein shake or an apple yep. so that, you know, you feel good. You don't feel starving hungry. You want to risk going into that hungry meal. Like, oh my God, I want to eat every, everything. When you're there, I would say, make sure you've got a good source of protein, um, lots of veggies, feel free to have a carb. And then it's, you can have a dessert as well. It's not going to kill you, right? It's fine. And then say a couple of drinks and leave it there. So just basically be, eat like an adult. Yeah. Be, be, be. And then the next day, it's fine. Just get back to your plan. It's really not going to make that much difference at all. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, wicked. No, I like that a lot. I think, you know, you're not going to feel full and satisfied on the foods in which you crave, especially if you're hungry. You know, so you go into a meal and you're starving and then it's like, right, now I have the permission to eat pizza you're going to smash a whole pizza no matter what, even if like yourself, you're a small female, you're like, no problem. Right. And that's mm -hmm. potentially going to, you know, lead to other cravings and what have you. But if you go into that meal and you've already felt full because of the protein source, the veggie source, the whatever, and then it's like, right now, just for taste and to satisfy this thing I've been thinking about all week, I'm going to have a little bit of it, but it's not to feel full. It's just to like satisfy my craving. That's a very different mindset versus like, I'm going to eat nothing. And then, oh my God, the gates are open, cheat meal. Let's have it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'll be honest, like right now, obviously sitting in a fat loss phase myself, if someone says, I want to grab a takeaway, I want to go out for food, I say, okay, cool. Okay, cool. But I'm dieting. So can I help choose? Do you know what I mean? Where we go? Um, and I just put it out there. I am just going to be probably eat some proteins, some veggies. I may have a couple of, you know, g and that's fine. But this is my goal. I'm excited to hit it. And I just openly, you know, tell people like, look, please, can we do this? And everyone's fine with it, you know? As long as they can get their burger or whatever they want. Exactly <laughs> and I could just, you know, I'm happy. Exactly. You don't that. Have to not go out and not do these things. Yep. And you can, you don't even have to go out and have a dessert. You can, you know, just keep it a little bit, what's the word? Lighter. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I think that's absolutely. Yeah, no, I think that's gold. I think that's gold. And then again, one thing which you said as well, which I don't want listeners to skim over, and that's like, just get back on track the next day. You know, we've, we talked about this time and time again, our most successful clients, they're not the ones that are perfect. They're the ones that are the most relentlessly consistent. So even if they, you know, 
there's a bit of a nutritional injury and they basically go off into the deep end for one day. Again, if the rest of your week's on point, it's not a binge and you wake up and you don't purge, you just get on with the plan. Then yeah, nine times out of 10, if you then look back and look at your month, you will see a sea of like green ticks versus red crosses. Right. But mm-hmm. would you agree? It's when people go, well, I fucked it. So the weekend's gone. Monday's a bit of a write-off. Then they miss a Tuesday workout. And before you know, all right, now that's a real lack of progress, right? Whereas they could have just been like, okay, that happened. Boom, off I go. Yeah, and a lot of that comes from a place of they eat some meat like that and they feel shameful. They feel guilty. So they're like, sod it. I've already messed it up. But yeah, just going into that, knowing that it's not bad food, right? It's when people say, I'm eating really, really bad. I'm eating really dirty. I'm eating really naughty. Then they feel shameful when they feel guilty guilty yeah i would literally go into that meal and be like i'm going to enjoy this like the memories i'm going to make from this taste yeah it's not a bad thing and then it's easier to get back on track the next day 100 yeah when we start to give food human emotion it's uh it's a, a bit of a, a losing game there right so i think that's solid um fantastic and if you want any more kind of advice if you want any more um I guess a little more depth and detail as to how to implement one of these diet breaks. If you're stuck in the cheat meal sort of paradigm, if you're binging and purging, if it's the weekends, which are really letting you down again, Vic and I do a lot of coaching about how to win the weekends, how to have your socials, how to actually have a life and still get the body composition results in which you want. So hit us up on Instagram. Um, I'm at Sharif Lawton. Your handle is? VictoriaMarie.coaching. Boom. Uh, Hit us up if you enjoy this episode. We'll be back for sure. Vic, you're an absolute star. I enjoy this. Lots of value to be taken away. And uh, I'll see you in a week, I'm sure. Awesome. Lovely. Nice one, guys. In a bit. And uh, great week. Awesome.